1: This is Talking Devils and I am Wayne Barton, football writer and author. This will be the home of regular podcasts I do with former Manchester United defender Paul Parker. I wanted to start this new home though with a special retrospective interview I did with former Manchester United manager Tommy Docherty back in 2015. I hope you enjoy. Do you think that you were identified because of your track record of bringing through young players? Or do you think that when you... Arrived in United, you just saw it as your responsibility to do that?
0: Well, I think when you went to any club, I mean, for example, uh, my first job was at Stanford Bridge at Chelsea. Yeah. And I inherited the uh, uh, FA Cup winning youth teams yeah. to win the Youth Cup for the second year in succession. You know, Benetti, Shaluta, McCready, Holland, Sinton, Aris, yeah. Cook, Osgood, Venables, Graham, and Tamler. All great young 18 year olds. And uh, I was, I'm always a great believer, to this day, uh, it puzzles me sometimes, I think, uh, I say, oh, there's no experience. So how do you get experience?
1: Mm. You
0: only get experience by throwing them in at the deep end yeah. and letting the sink or swim Mm. You can't you can't say to bloke that's five years' of experience, you're now a great center half. You mm. can't do that. You got you're gonna earn that right in the good times and the bad times, yeah. uh, the the bookings, the sending off your international selection yeah you, on the twenty one caps, you stuff like that. You've got to earn all that. You can't give people that. And that's why I get annoyed about even today. they say, Oh, it's too young. You're never too young. Mm. If you're old enough, you're good enough. If you're good enough, you're old enough.
1: Yeah. And it had been Busby's philosophy the and, of the of the young players. Did you, when you went in, did you feel that you were following that or you wanted to stamp your own mark on it? No,
0: no, I felt I was following A. a Frank and Farrell. Uh, but I know that they had a lot of uh, young, good young players coming through, mm. uh, but not getting a chance. Yeah. And yet they talk about the... Jimmy Murphy never gets half of the, 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 the plaudits that he should have got. He was responsible for yeah. the Busby Babes, your Duncan Edwards, your Roger yeah. Burns, your Tommy Taylor, and, mm-hmm. and all that. He... Busby wasn't responsible for them. He was the manager of them. Yeah. But Murphy and then trained them and coached him, and, and Busby never known the tracksuit. And when, when I went there, if I wanted to sign a player, uh, if Busby didn't fancy him as an ability as a player You yeah. didn't get him yeah it's so as simple as that he, if you fancied the player for his ability and he fancied him yeah. no one would beat you to get him he'd
1: swim the channel to get him you said there an interesting line about struggle and you know United was struggling when, when you took over but you still gave Brian his debut yeah and, and also you, you persisted with Sammy Mack who obviously had the tough time with the car crash so were, you, were you, what was your thought behind that because I mean it's difficult to put a, a player into a struggling side
0: yeah well I mean as soon
1: as I took over and Frank I've uh, heard at
0: the Busby Babes you know which I played again the Busby Babes yeah. Duncan Edwards and people like that you know great players uh, and great players are born they're not made yeah it's as simple as that and uh, they were just waiting for the opportunity and yeah. they weren't getting that opportunity uh, and when I came in I thought well there was no future in what we had because we were heading for the second division anyway no matter who was going to be the manager Yeah, and uh, we, we just missed out on it but uh, the thing was the players were there and they just wanted someone who was prepared to take a chance with them. Yeah, and I certainly was because I did it at Chelsea as well because I inherited the Chelsea youth team two years on in the in succession Yeah, and uh, they were there they were ready do
1: you think that that's why you were hired
0: because you've done that with Chelsea no I think I think I was hired because uh, I was Scotland manager I'd done i I'd done a very good job as mm. a Scotland manager and even at national level I was bringing young players through like Gordon McQueen yeah. Leeds and you know, yeah. Alan Hansen from Partick Thistle, who came to Liverpool, Dal McCary, Willie Morgan. Yeah. I even gave Dennis uh, a few caps. Yeah. And he was uh, the latter end of his career. But age, even age didn't bother me. If, if they were, people would say they're too old. No, you're not too old. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. And the same applies if you're only a kid.
1: Yeah, that's right. But you said there about the Scotland job. And you also said when you were manager of Scotland that the only job you would have left for would have been Man United. Why Why was that?
0: Yeah, well, I suppose I'd always, I thought I'd always like to follow uh, Samar Bosby, God rest his soul. Uh, he was a great manager there's I don't doubt about that at all, actually. But very, I, I got very disenchanted with him uh, when I, I tried to sign Peter Shilton for... Hundred thousand yeah. quid. He said, "We're not paying anyone hundred thousand pounds. A hundred quid a week. Yeah, and we're not paying a hundred thousand pounds for a as well. <laughs> and uh, of course, I would already the club before that. I'd signed. I'd transferred Alex Stepney to Man United. Yeah, and here it was again. If I take the job of Man United and inherited it <laughs> again, like, you know, it was no wall.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Alex uh, yeah, did a great job for Manchester United as well. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you then about your united team and not necessarily the players but more or less um you know first of all you as a manager and then and then the formation and, and the team and things like that so first of all you as a manager now i've heard many times from players and, and yourself in the past that you you were quite bold when united played at old trafford because you or tommy Cove would scrunch up the team sheet and say it didn't matter who we were playing but i also know that Putting a team as good as what you did doesn't happen by accident.
0: I just think that when I arrived at the the players were already there, but waiting for an opportunity. Yeah. And they weren't getting that opportunity. Some of the old players were passed cell by. I mean, Dennis, bless them, great parliament the great player. But he was past his best. Yeah. And a lot of the players retained their positions out of sentiment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not, not anything else. Uh, Wolf wouldn't do it. He he wouldn't play any youngsters or any kids. Mm. Uh, he would say he would probably pick a team and show it to some up and maybe Matt would say or try and rectify it, try and improve it. And uh, but they never they never get consulted. Jimmy Murphy, who was a very sh- shrewd mm. man, and who took Wales to the semi finals of the World Cup in 1958. That's
1: right, yeah, marvelous, marvelous
0: record that. Yeah, and uh, of course. The the, the the annoyed part, about that, but the strange part was taking it over from Frank O'Farrell who played with me at Preston, who's got who's still Godfather to two of my kids. And when when I told Frank that day, Crystal Palace had been offered his job, oh, what should I do? He says, "Take it. You don't <laughs> take it, someone else will take it." Yeah, he says that's the way
1: they work here. Yeah, at old Trafford. Do you think players like Sammy, um, who, who was in the oh, team, he was yet? injured at the time?
0: Yeah, he was in a car crash,
1: he was in the hospital. Yeah, I always
0: liked him as a player. He was on the fringe of the first team. I'm not saying he wouldn't have got an opportunity under Busby,
1: but he was knocking on the door. Do you think that then players like Law and Charlton, who were past the sell by date, they made it more difficult for players like Sam? Very much so. Yeah,
0: Be- because of, of the mentality of Sam versus So he 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 hung on to older players. Yeah. Uh, for what re- whatever reason. Uh, They were past their best, or they'd done a great job for them in the past, and I couldn't discard
1: them. Yeah, loyalty. Loyalty, if you like, to take it to a a, a stupid degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you probably could understand that after Munich. Yes, of course you can, yeah, very much so. I
0: mean, that's not a criticism, that's a fact of life. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, but you... Right is right and wrong is wrong, you've got to say, well, you've been a great player for me, I think I've played the game with you, I've been fair with you, I think we had a situation now where you had to come in on a Sunday for treatment with Dr McHugh, and yeah. Dennis never came in, yeah. but he came in on Monday and they would treatment Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday (laughs) fitness test Friday played the Saturday and injured again they never come in it's the same routine all the time and I told them straight because him and I played together with Scotland we should go out and have a few drinks together we were mates we were pals I said look you're you're cheating
1: Um, I want to go through position by position and not necessarily the players but more about the qualities that you felt important for let's say starting in as a goalkeeper what qualities do you think it was important for a goalkeeper of Manchester United to have I mean the communication the ability to well first of all I we had a situation
0: with Peter Benetti he was with England squad mm. and he was mixing with England squad and you know what players are like they all chat each other up and talk each other anyway call a shot. Benetti uh, wanted to leave Chelsea uh, he said, we, 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 went, we went away too much, which we did. We didn't go away too much. We went away pre-season. Every opportunity he to play a friendly match against the European side, we took it. Yeah. So, yes, they were away a lot. And I said, you're only away when you're successful. When you're not successful, you're always at home. No one wants you. Yeah. And his wife started complaining a bit about he never sees the kids and all that. You know. Anyway, long story short, I got, I got um, a message that he was uh, chatted up by West Ham. United. Yeah. And uh, I, I put it to him and says, Yeah, that's right. I said, Well you signed for us, you know, you can't go in West Ham. I said, Well I want to I want a, to tell a move anyway. So uh, the cut long story short, I thought uh I saw Alex Stempley playing once or twice for Millwall. Yeah. that I fancied him as a goalkeeper. So I sorted I got Alec first of all. Then I put Benetti on the list. Yeah. And I will leave because my intention was wrongly actually to play Stepney one week and Benetti the next. I'll play them. Yeah. Never worked. Never never worked it. That wouldn't have been fair anyway. So I got a call one morning from Jimmy Murphy. Lovely man, bless him. Ah, top, tops. Yeah. Don't come any better. Tom High, I said, Fine, Jimmy, how are you? Spud, I call. I'm uh, looking for a goalkeeper. Uh, the lads rumors not doing too clever for at the moment. I says, uh, said uh, who who have you got? I said, well I've got Stepney and uh, who I paid fifty grand a month ago from Millwall. Yeah. And I've got Benetti. She's says, who can have you? I said you can have whatever you want. He says, uh, I said, but Benetti's been in the team since he was sixteen and he's Chelsea through and through. I said, but Alec's done a great job when he's come in. Hmm. I said, take your pick. She says, I'll take a step now. there. I said, OK. So, send for Alec. Jimmy came down the next day, and uh, I'm in Bunsbyville one in my office, and uh, this, then the deal got, got 50 grand, it made £10,000 profit. Yeah. Uh, within about six months. And, of course, Benetti was annoyed there, he, he he said, "I want that. I want that transfer. I'm not stepping yeah. it." Yeah, Man United wanted a goalkeeper, but they didn't want you. They wanted to So they poker it was. Anyway, cut long story short, it worked out well for for both of them. Yeah. Except that, well, I like going to United and playing in Europe and playing in the European Cup and then winning the European Cup medal I didn't
1: uh, entice Benetti to me any more than <laughs> it should have done. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, I mean, Stepney had instant success at United, didn't and he? He had instant success at oh, United. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. And they were a good side at
0: United, you know. Yeah.
1: But a lot of them were, as I said,
0: you know, they didn't have a lot of time left. You yeah. Know. And,
1: uh, you know when um, you wanted Shilton to replace yeah, Stepney, why Why was that? What would Shilton have brought what Stepney couldn't provide?
0: I don't really know. But it was a better goalkeeper on Stepney. He made a lot of slas than in Stepney. Not, that's not been disrespectful to, to Alec. Mm. It's just that he was a better goalkeeper.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, when, when half a dozen points
1: more shortening goal. Yeah, it's as straightforward as that. It was just as better. Straightforward as that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Talking about um, the distribution, do you think that distribution's important for a Man United goalkeeper? You know, you the ability. ability throwing the ball or kicking the ball or Ability to
0: actually play football, yeah. No, I think coming for crosses. Yeah. I think the most important quality is coming for crosses. Knowing when to know leave your line and, and, and when not to. Yeah. And when you've got the ball safely in your hands, your distribution is very, very important.
1: Yeah. No point in just clutching it and then whacking it over the field. Yeah. When, when you um, were a manager, when you were moving into management, full-backs were a relatively new position. Yeah. So, what I mean, as such, it was kind of like a step into the, the unknown. So what qualities were you looking for in, in your full-backs? Good defensively. Yeah. Uh, quick. Uh,
0: I had Shalita on my 3 Chelsea.
1: Mm.
0: They were brilliant. Brilliant going
1: forward. Excellent getting got back quick when we the lost the ball they were dispossessed. Uh, did Did you ever find it a risk for them to be so offensive? No.
0: No, because they, they brought their wingers. They, they had their at the team they were playing as their wingers became full backs instead of wingers. Yeah. So they didn't cause us any troubles.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it was unusual to see in a Sunday newspaper. Uh, Chelsea was turned down an offside goal with the, two of the fullbacks were offside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wingers were offside, the fullbacks were offside. Yeah. And they were great going forward overlapping fullbacks, you know. Yeah. And you took that into United as well because yeah. we had attacking fullbacks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and it's just, uh, so when I played at Preston, I'm going back a long, long time, I was like, I was brought up with wingers.
1: Yeah.
0: Finney and Morrison at Preston. Were you a fan of uh, fullbacks overlapping? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, because it kept the wingers quiet of the opposition. They didn't bother us, and they were too busy trying mm. to defend.
1: Yeah, and wingers can not defend. Mm. Well, you, you said there about Chelsea. You, uh, Chelsea, you, your wingers would revert, but at United, you wouldn't have that with Gordon, for example. He wouldn't come back. So. No,
0: I didn't want Gordon to come back because I mean, it of time coming back there. Yeah, but we, 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 we supplement them with people that. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, and Brian Green have great attacking players Mm. I was going to ask about these because they were your centre-offs and you know know, I feel a lot about what you've done with the the modern United defence that you you should be credited for that I mean the way that they always seek to play a continental ball playing defender in there now I mean that would you would be left with the presumption that you would play one bruiser and one ball playing midfielder but that sort of does a disservice to Martin because he was a a Rolls-Royce on the ball, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: uh, Buckingham... uh, What should I say? He was a good defender, Buckingham. He was very, very quick, exceptionally quick. Good defender, terrible passer of the ball. He could get it in in 10 seconds, but he'd lose it in another 10 seconds, he'd lose it. So we used to get him to... to, We'd got the ball as quick as we can and give it to people who can use the ball better than he could. Yeah, he didn't like that. <laughs> he felt he was great on the ball, you know, being Martin. Yeah, and uh, that sort of just taught them to do what they're good at. And they talk about the pressing game today at Barcelona. We, I, we, Cav and I did that with them all the time. When you lose the ball, the quickest way you can get it back is to uh, yeah. attack it and get get the ball back as quickly as possible possibly
1: can. And you wouldn't Pressure. be afraid of using the defenders to do that? No, no, not at all.
0: See, but as I said,
1: uh, I chatted. I told
0: Martin Buchan to, about Frank Farrell. Frank rang me. Uh, there was a fellow called George Connelly. used to play for Celtic. Good mm-hmm. player. But not a good defender. But Great on the ball. Fantastic on the ball. Not particularly quick, but on the ball. Oh, I never get it off him. Well, Buchan wasn't good on the ball, but he was a grizzly enemy. Like mm-hmm. Great tackler. Great interceptor. So it was a case of getting. I figured I got the two of them. I'd i taken them, but I couldn't get the two. So uh, I told Flanker Farrell to get a bucket. He paid one hundred and ten thousand quid for from two Aberdeen. Yeah. And about months later, I was. It's all mine I? airline. <laughs> 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 like
1: Obviously, then you were you were talking about complementing styles. Yeah. So is that why you thought Brian wouldn't be a good?
0: Yeah. Well. That, I didn't think Brian would ever be a good centre-half because uh, when I took over it, uh, I tried to sign him at Rollin United. Yeah. And and uh he he obviously went to the United, bigger club, bigger yeah. team. And uh used to say it was interested interesting in And when I went to United, he We meet again I said, Yeah 'cause last time I met was in his house in Baltimore. <laughs> and uh Always a nice lad. And when I saw him playing, I said to the cab, what do you think? Great on the ball, Tom. I said, uh, quick, good in the air, good on the ball. Uh, good passer. Maybe lacks a bit of speed, a little bit of pace. Mm. I said, yeah, but he reads it so well as well. You know, And when he gets it, he gives it as quickly as he possibly can. Says, says, yeah, you're right. I says, uh, so I says said, uh, right. well, switch him into mid- midfield. And then we got an accident in that game at Molyneux over at the Wonders and beat them three wheels. Yeah, yeah. And uh, McCarrie got injured. And you swapped him back into we swapped it. blind back in uh, the the, midf- the centre half all.
1: Yeah.
0: And he just took off. Mm. black Like an happy accident. Ah, yeah. and I remember one incident, we're playing Leicester at Fulbert Street. And of all the people who should cause us trouble was Peter Schoen. <laughs> so they came out for a, not for a corner kick. We used to put them all up for a corner kick, every one of them, you know. It yeah. doesn't matter who they were. So they brought everyone back with them The Leicester. And Shelton came out and he whacked the ball and, uh, and, the, and Grino, or Grino in the ball. He went and looked at that. He was out like of light, And I was sitting in the director's box. As soon as I saw it, I downstairs under the dugout. Tommy Carb and Laurie Brown, Mary's ex-husband, bringing him up. I said, what's the matter? I said, Greeno. He says, in a bad way. I said, "He's got a concussion. Oh, yeah. I said, bloody hell, what are we going to do? He said, well, he doesn't know who he is. I was just tell him it's Pelly and put him back on the park again. Grab <laughs> <laughs> a big bucket of cool water right on him and they woke up almost immediately. Did he play like uh, Pelly when he was no, up there? No, no, yeah, Pelly. You know, he didn't play like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he finished the game well. But he, he was always a bit uh, lovely lad, Burgess. So so. Yeah. Never asked him how he was.
1: Yeah, he you know, moaned all the time. No, he found
0: an injury. if he he wasn't injured you
1: asked him where he was he'd find find an injury yeah Yeah. you said um, a a key trait I picked up on there is that you found Martin and Brian to be very intellectual readers of the game yeah great was it important to have that in your back line well one of them yes certainly I mean you always always had a stopper and uh, a sweeper yeah
0: but as it turned out we had two sweepers and Buckham was a if there was a stopper, Buckingham was the stopper of the two, not Brian. Yeah. Brian wasn't a great tackler, and if he got a knock at all, he was a bit, you know he was always a bit soft, you know. yeah. Us, so. And uh, but they complemented each other, and of course, the longer they played together, they used to read each other. up. And of course, when they, when we had the ball, they just come away with it. And they weren't quite happy on it. They, 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 they weren't looking to, to give it to anyone. Mm. They just they, they'd go and play one two and finish up in the opposition 18 yards but having the shot at a goal
1: yeah. do you think that teams are too scared to play two players like that these days in the back line
0: I think it's just the managers the attitude of the managers that if they're well, scared to take a chance oh, they look right away think, like, oh but what if we lose the ball you don't think about losing the ball you think about yeah. going on with the ball yeah. creating something
1: Yeah. if you're thinking of losing the ball you'd never want the ball in the first place yeah. you let in fear come in straight away yeah then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one last part on the defense. Martin was someone who, who would speak back to you. And you know that show not for long, but <laughs> it, it did show that you weren't afraid to have players who would no, speak back not to at you. All. No,
0: not
1: now talking on to uh, midfielders and first of all the wingers, now why did you like wingers so much? Oh well, brought them the president,
0: Tom Finney and Angus Morrison.
1: Yeah. Uh, Peter
0: uh, uh Frank, excuse me, Clayton at Chelsea and uh a lad called Peter Braybrook I said, and Arsenal. I played with Jackie Henderson, Scottish international, and Joe Haber, the Irish international. I was always brought up with wingers. I love. I fell. Like, I fell in love with wingers actually.
1: Even as a defender. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you get, as soon as they got the ball, you're on. You're on. The, you're on the offensive. Yeah. And the opposition, oh, who's going to pick it? It's too late, man.
1: Are they the best players that you enjoy watching? <laughs> yeah, and the quick. Yeah. And. Crossing, crossing
0: the ball I didn't like them flying the ball into Because we used to. I always played with forwards about centre, five, seven, five, eight.
1: Yeah.
0: And all our crosses were violent. <laughs> Cavies, you used <should> to say, violence. <laughs> Smash the ball against our faces. You used to hold it because it The crisp bit was a bit wet, a bit, a bit greasy. Yeah. The ball used to skiddle over the place. Yeah. But if you lobbed it, Good defenders like Buckingham Greenough would have anticipated that where it was going, well, it was they would follow the flight of the ball. But if it was hammered, hard and launched knee-high, crosses, no-one can stop those at all. And the ricochets you got from yeah. a ball went somewhere somebody and, and going to one of your players, yeah. just to tap it and go.
1: Yeah. Hilly was great. You had couple working hard on one side. Hilly no, And obviously it was more of a maverick than couple. Yeah. Did did you do that intentionally to provide a balance?
0: Yeah, we did, actually.
1: Because you couple, we knew Copple would prepare to work harder than Hilly. Yeah. I mean, you,
0: that, Jimmy Nickel was quite happy to come forward as well and fill in on the right-hand side of the pitch. More so than Stuart Houston on the left-hand side of Hilly. Mm. And, of course, we got any corner kicks. We never had Hilly involved defensively for us because he was be hopeless, mm. useless. And that's when him and Buckingham used to follow it all the time. <laughs> Man used to tell him, No effing good up here, you can get back up, you're on half of the park.
1: Yeah. And
0: he used to have a lot of arguments and a lot of followers, you know. All mm. that. But I, I like to, the wingers to take on the fullbacks, because fullbacks don't like being taken on. Mm. They like to defend if they can, but they don't like to. Someone coming at them, I'm not used to
1: Yeah. Couple was different in style to Hill. Yeah. He was the odd worker, like you mentioned Pretty there, much so, yeah. but still an adept oh, dribbler. Terrific, yeah, it's terrific. Brave, quick, never get involved in any, any
0: skirmishes, any arguments. He just you got dust himself down, go away. Mm.
1: An interesting thing on that, you know, because I, as I mentioned, couple and Hill were different different styles of wingers but that also meant if you went through every player in the outfield they all had their own personality and their (coughs) their own way of playing now was that I mean did it help a better team spirit because they all thought that they were contributing something
0: I for a long long for a long long time the team actually it's a bit contradictory. picked itself yeah if everyone was fit the team almost picked itself a weekend week We've week we never had any changes because I always thought, that's our best team.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone fit, that's our best team. I can't, I can't improve it. They'll good games, they'll bad games, but that's our best side.
1: And that would be, it would be Stetney, Nickel. Nick Hill, uh, Buckingham, Greenhoff. Buckingham, Greenhoff, uh, Stuart Houston. Arthur Olgerson later on. Yeah.
0: Coppel. Uh, Koppel and Hill and the wing and the flanks. Uh, Macaulay and Macari. Uh Jerry Daly, uh, up front Pancho and uh, Jimmy Graf. They were fantastic. Yeah. Both had great holding the ball up. Pancho was brave, strong. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was beautifully like, delicate player. Jimmy Graf, beautiful yeah. player. worth the money just watching him actually? Mm. But, yeah,
1: Jimmy was more of link up and Pancho yeah, was. Yeah, we uh, used to
0: play. Pancho used to do the diagonal running behind Jimmy and Jimmy used to come a little bit short for the ball
1: Yeah, and then as soon as
0: he came a little bit short we'd bypass him sometimes as soon as we bypassed him
1: Koppel then linked up with him yeah so little knockbacks do you think that you couldn't have had that working successfully if you'd had two Pearsons or no. two Greenoffs no
0: Which, uh,
1: uh, they worked but not not, not as well not as successfully
0: because no. Pancho wasn't a big goal scorer no sure Pearson he was about top whack
1: 15 a year well neither was Jimmy I mean they were the both, Jimmy, Jimmy Greenoff both of them was were similar goals yeah
0: 10, 12, 15 in the good yeah. year yeah but the great t- I mean when the ball went up to them to it stuck Yeah, it didn't bobble away anyway
1: you
0: know yeah that was it no matter how hard how ferocious he took it he knocked it up to them yeah I mean, as soon as Alex Sehna got the ball Stuart Houston Stuart Houston as soon as the ball was out of the way Stuart Houston Hilly would pull back yeah It's how they pulled back the, the opposition Would come with Elliot Yeah They just bypassed How the full back And up to Pancho mm-hmm. And Pancho and Jimmy Used to take it from there Jimmy. And then if the ball Was switched out to Koppel
1: Jimmy Nickle Would be on the on the right hand side Yeah and Over like that yeah. Do you think um, then Perhaps one of the biggest Attributes that you look for in, in the forward players Was fearlessness Because they would always Have to be dealing with A hard ball Delivered fast Yeah
0: Pancho Poncho wasn't the
1: bravest.
0: I mean, but he would go and, and go in and tackle and challenge and that. But if you looked at him, he'd roll about in agony as if he was killed. Yeah. There's a bugger all wrong with you know. and We knew Hilly wasn't physically attributed to taking knocks and that. So. Yeah. But, but he, he was crafty. He was, he had left foot.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's so full of confidence that, yeah. True. But you needed, you probably needed that in the team for that arrogance to flow in the front line. Oh yeah, I mean, he does. I mean, about Kenny three in a Saturday. He'd,
0: excuse me, he'd be taking the piss out of everyone in the dressing room. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, tell me through the engine room then. What imp- What qualities? Was it important for you to have in your midfield? We didn't have one. We, we, sh- we ha- should have had a, a, a good tackler,
0: a dirty bugger, a dirty bugger in midfield. We should have had, but we didn't have any. The only do with Jerry Daly as spells. Because uh, we, I played four-two-four. Yeah. Which was uh, <coughs> up front of the couple, uh, couple, Hill. Houston Green if that was my fourth mm. middle of the park skipped him McCary's the only aggressive player in the middle of the park yeah. McCary and Jerry Daly yeah
1: uh,
0: and then at the back Stuart Houston uh, sometimes after all and wasn't Sammy Mack in midfield Sammy wasn't an aggressive player but no run all day.
1: Rolls Royce engine he had yeah so do you think he was stamina really in a good passing range yeah and also we had Alec Forsyth of course as a right foot back yeah
0: uh, with Jim Holm for a spell to get us out of the big Jim. Yeah. Six like two eyes of
1: blue. Big Jim's coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then
0: Jimmy Nichol who came in for right full back for a, for a spell as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's and right. He he, he he wasn't a great tackler, but going forward he was immaculate. Again, but it's interesting that even in defence you were looking for a tight minded place. Oh points. yeah.
0: Because the opposition didn't like defending, so they had to chase back.
1: Yeah. I would murder them. So, just to go back into the midfield, and we were talking about, you know, stamina is a good quality to have, and a passing range. Now, I know you can't just say you must play a defensively-minded player and you didn't have one, but the intention to score goals, and you had McElroy and McIlroy, who in any other team, could have played up front. Yeah, well,
0: Sammy did play up front when I, still
1: went there, when I first went there. Yeah. they couldn't get into the team. Yeah. It's just when I brought them into the team... <coughs> We found out what his best position was. Was it a risk to play two players who could be attackers? Yeah, it could have been, yeah. But uh,
0: the standard of an opposition in a lot of cases wasn't frightening. Mm. But it was how we played, it was how we wanted to play and how we wanted to play. Yeah. We dictated the pace of the game.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that for me is the key because, I mean, as long as your players are intelligent and aware enough to cover the spaces... Yeah like you were, saying, you were saying earlier about Barcelona in recent years, yeah. as long as it's your game plan. And when we cleared the ball, as soon as we cleared we were all out at the back, Yeah, knowing full well
0: that if we won the ball, we had 11 players on their... Well, 10 players on their tank. Yeah. But if we didn't win it, we were all in, in position. Yeah. To
1: counteract it. In, in the modern game... See, you, watch,
0: you watch Barcelona.
1: Yeah.
0: and we, They play a, a lot of the way... We, we played a lot the way they play. So as soon as you, as you come out quick, as soon as you clear the ball, it might only be a, a hopeful punt but you're out as quick as you can and you leave the opposition and you're half of the field. Yeah. And there might be 30 yards and you're half of the field. And when they get the ball and they play it back in, they're all offside. Mm.
1: Do you think then um, energy and stamina is... Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. But also knowing, playing a team regularly who, who
0: play all the time together, Helps a tremendous amount. Yeah. I mean, when we lost the
1: ball, we were, it flies around the sugar ball. Yeah. Well, there's no coincidence that, I mean, so many times, particularly 74-75, United would score two or three goals in the first half yeah. and blow the teams away yeah. and, and do it that way. Was right. it the intention to score as many early on? Oh, and
0: yeah. S- Obviously, yeah. I mean, you would I mean, to score as many goals
1: yeah, and concede as little as you can. Yeah. You said you were talking about flies around the sugar ball and the shape of the team. The players have said to me, even though you were saying it's 4-2-4, that it would evolve into a tighter 4-4-2 without the ball. You know, you would go we compact. It,
0: we played 4-2-4. When we lost the ball, Coppola just tucked down in the middle of the park. Yeah. So it was 4-4-2. Mm. But a 4-4-2, our four were all creative players. Yeah. With Helen and Copeland coming back in the middle of the field, they were two more creative players, not just... The,
1: Not just defenders. Six, really, if you include McIlroy and Maccari. You had six players there. Sammy
0: wasn't a physical player. Yeah.
1: He'd run for a year. So, that was Tommy Doherty talking about the composition and qualities of his great Manchester United side in the 1970s. This was a podcast I recorded with him in August 2015, an interview that obviously I've edited into a podcast. I was really keen on getting him to talk about his team in a more serious manner Um, I'd worked with him on books before but not in a way that really got him to explore his team in, in the way that I did in this interview and I'm sure that this is as serious as it gets when it comes to talking to Tommy so I hope that you enjoyed the listen please subscribe if you did enjoy the podcast and give us a nice rating or review on iTunes as well